You are now listening to Canadian Plastics Magazine's podcast series on resin supply, demand, and pricing during COVID-19. I'm your host, Mark Stephen, the editor of Canadian Plastics Magazine. In this sixth and last episode of our series, we conclude our conversation with Jeremy Pafford, head of North America Market Development for Petrochemical Market Analyst ICIS, which is based out of Houston. Jeremy has been with ICIS since 2013 and specializes in petrochemical markets in North and South America and has more than 20 years' experience in the news and publishing industry. In this episode, Jeremy will give an overview of the North American PET market, including pricing trends and new capacity coming online that will determine supply, demand, and pricing for PET resins during this unprecedented pandemic. The PET marketplace has been very interesting for this year because uh, normally it's, it's, it's got a seasonality. You, know, you think of the Northern Hemisphere, in the first months of the year, you're in the winter and there is not as much activity outside. Therefore, there's not as much people going and grabbing a, a, an ice cold water or, or a cold soda or something to that effect. But that was a little bit different this year because of the coronavirus and the onset of it and the fear about it. You know, one of the interesting things, you know, within the runs that occurred at grocery stores back in March, you know, people talked a lot about, you know, the, the runs for toilet paper and paper goods and, and how, how odd that, that seemed to be because this was not necessarily supposed to be a disease that would make you want to use up those type of products in that type of quantity. But also within that was uh, there were people buying up bottled water left and right in March, especially in North America, especially in, in the United States. So you saw much higher than normal demand for PET uh, in March, and that helped keep prices elevated relatively when every other price on those type of materials on plastics and, and chemicals was falling during March because you know they were falling in line with what was happening with crude oil and, and lack of demand for energy and lack of demand for overall chemicals as, as consumers were being shut in and, and, and economies were kind of shutting themselves down. PET prices were actually still uh, elevated and stayed that way because of that demand for staple goods and then bottled water and, and, and things that were bottled in PET or packaged in PET were brought along for the ride for that. What has happened now, though, is, is everybody's kind of settled into that this isn't just this wasn't going to be something that you were going to lose your water service over. This wasn't going to be something to where getting something to drink was going to be an issue. And we have since seen demand in April uh, really slack off for PET. Yes, it is still a major component for packaging a lot of your consumer staple goods. And, and that demand has still been decent, but when it comes to your bottled water, which is one of the major, uh, and bottled drinks is the major thing for PET demand, we have seen that slack off substantially. People are, people built up their inventory of those drinks, and now they've got to, they've got to drink through them. What this means is it kind of sets up a very interesting scenario in that, again, PET tends to be very seasonal. Winter being its downtime for demand, summer, and, and we're talking from a you know, North America perspective, we're running into summer now where you would have the higher demand season. Yet, we're gonna go into summer amid most of, of the country um, still under, uh, most of North America still under lockdown or just slowly emerging from their stay at home orders. And, and, and I would say very cautiously stepping outside of those. So we're not expecting a robust demand season uh, from the polyethylene terephthalate sector at all. Um, in fact, a lot of the, a lot of the market uh, participants are have already kind of resigned themselves back that this won't be a good year 
uh, it maybe it's, it's a topsy-turvy year where they, you know, they got a better March than they ever could have imagined, but their big season of June, July, and August um, looks like it's going to be fairly mediocre. You've seen pricing fall off with that dramatically after it was still fairly steady at the first part of the year. Now, what's fascinating about PET is, is again, it doesn't really have this kind of a pent-up demand thing like some of the other resins do. It very much is tied to bottled drinks and, and packaging in general. It's going to have a higher floor, you might say, than some of the um, some of the other resins because people are always going to need stuff to drink. But its ceiling very much is is lower because it's not going to see some kind of huge rise in you know everybody deciding they need water unless you have a major catastrophe where water is very difficult to access for a large group of people. And if that is occurring, we're probably under a much, a much worse situation than, than just worrying about what the PET market is. We're probably worried about what's going on in society. So from a PET perspective, you know, supply is ample. From a buy side, pricing is going to be in a, in a, in a pretty good spot. From a, from a producer side, it's going to be about maintaining market share within this and working with customers to maybe trying to expand your uses of PET in their packaging. So there are opportunities there, I think, on both sides. What I find interesting about this marketplace as well is the recycled PET space. And a lot of companies, a lot of FMCG companies have goals and mandates to incorporate more recycled uh, plastics in their packaging. Part of this is, is, you know, about circular economy. Part of it is about, you know, trying to prevent the waste because in the end, the FMCG companies are the ones that have their brands or names on the packaging. They're the ones that get blamed for this, even though the packaging may come from upstream. One of the things that has occurred within this coronavirus situation has been that recycled PET prices have gone up, and that is because supply has gotten tighter. The way you get supply in that marketplace is different and how you get the virgin supply. In virgin supply, you have a few producers. They produce thousands upon thousands of tons. Um, they're pretty easy to get in contact with and source and such like that. In recycled PET, you're dealing with a ton of smaller uh, producers of the resin, and they're getting it because they're getting the gathered plastics from homes and businesses and such. And a lot of that supply chain, that, that gathering part has broken down um, because of concerns about coronavirus. And, it may, and you can understand it because if you, the, those gathering operations are driving through and picking up out of bins that they have no idea whether they could be picking up a bin that is contaminated with coronavirus. Somebody in the house has coronavirus. So from that, we had a lot of those recycling systems, the gathering systems, say we're not taking any product right now. And if you're not gathering product, then all of a sudden those recyclers that are taking that in, separating it out, and then getting that resin ready to, you know, for bailing and such, they had to shut down or substantially curtail their operations, which therefore has made it harder for the FMCGs and the converters to use that recycled PET within their bottling things. Also, yeah, the price get higher because of that, and the virgin PET prices are going lower. From an economic standpoint, in a time of economic uncertainty, high unemployment and such, and low consumer demand, you want to try to be able to cut costs as much as you can in this time of crisis, and using virgin PET is a way to do that. There was a time 
several years back, it seems like, and it, it really wasn't that long ago when recycled PET was, was a cheaper product uh, to buy than virgin PET. As these new demands for using recycled material um, have been brought forth by FMCGs, that has soaked up a lot of that supply. It has, it has made prices go higher. And then you add in the, the pricing for um, the, the difficulties, pricing, and you add in the difficulties of, of what's going on with supply, gathering supply, and it has made the pricing even more difficult, um, even higher. Um, and so this is going to be something to watch going forward. It is something that is going to have to take the confidence um, with the gatherers are going to have to have that so they can get the product, get it to the recyclers, get it to where they can get it to the uh, converters and help the FMCGs meet the targets that their shareholders and consumers at large are pretty much holding them to. The sustainability um, effort is not going away. It is still very much uh, at the forefront and coming out of this epidemic, um, this pandemic, I should say, uh, we expect that to be, they'll still go in full force toward trying to meet these targets. So recycled polyethylene terephthalate is very much gonna be important to the plastics industry as will recycled polyethylene and recycled polypropylene. This concludes our six-part podcast series on resin supply, demand, and pricing during COVID-19. Thanks to our speakers, Zachary Moore and Jeremy Pafford of ICIS for their expertise and insights, and thanks very much for listening.